0: Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. Today is Saturday, and we're giving a training here in Washington um, on relationships and healing. So, we'll probably talk about this lesson, 240, Fear is Not Justified in Any Form. Hmm. Okay. Fear is not justified in any
1: form. Fear is Deception. It attests that you have seen yourself as you could never be, and therefore look upon a world which is impossible. Not one thing in this world is true. It does not matter what the form in which it may appear. It witnesses but to your own illusions of yourself. Let us not be deceived today. We are the Son of God, sons of God. There is no fear in us, for we are each a part of love itself. How foolish are our fears! Would you allow your son to suffer? Give us faith today to recognize your son and set him free. Let us forgive him in your name that we may understand his holiness and feel the love for him, which is your own will as well. Well, this is pretty intense. It says, um, if we interfere, we're looking at a world which is impossible. So, how do you explain that?
0: Well, we look through our body's senses and we have opinions about the things we see, and the Course in Miracles starts out and says that those. Thoughts we have about things that determine how we see things is from a mind that's been separated off from its source or it, it thinks that it's separated off from its source so then therefore everything it sees is incomplete, it's not whole, it's not uh, the full picture. So then it would say that's an illusion, right?
1: It says it's an impossible yeah. world. So,
0: yeah, it says also, it says it's deception. You know, you can only deception see... Deception is like a lie. Yeah, you can only see through love or fear. So, when we start the Course in Miracles, we don't even realize that we're seeing through the perception of fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then it says, well, your thoughts, if you look at them uh, carefully, uh, you have a lot of fear fear thoughts, and they're mostly past. Um, And then it says that they're meaningless thoughts, and that your meaningless thoughts are showing you a meaningless world. Why, Why are they meaningless? Because they're based on fear. It says a meaningless world engenders fear. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. I'm upset because I see a meaningless world. And it says a meaningless world engenders fear. So we're seeing through the eyes of fear. And that's why it says it's a deception. We're not seeing through the eyes of unconditional love. And that's what the Course is trying to move us into. uh, Christ's vision of this wholeness of unconditional love. So it starts right off and says, well, fear is deception. You've been deceiving yourself with how you're seeing things. Mm. Separated, divided, you know, you apply your assessment of good versus evil. And that's all made up in your mind. You made that up because of the separation separation meaning you forgot who you were
1: Mm. yeah so when you're into fear you're forgetting who you are right yeah that's the summary
0: it attests that you have seen yourself as you could never be and therefore look upon a world which is impossible so see there it says you're seeing yourself not as who you really are you're seeing yourself as you could never be well who, it, who is that? Who, who What is that thing we're seeing that it says you could never be that? Well that would be your ego, that would be your separated self, that would be the self you made up. That would be your partial, not your whole self. And it, and it engenders fear because it's made up of meaningless thought and then this says fear is a deception. So we're walking around deceiving ourselves mm. all the time. Mm. And we don't want to see these kinds of things. You know, imagine telling some people you're deceiving yourself. Well, they think their life is pretty good, you know? Mm. And maybe it is, but maybe they're angry half the time. Or maybe they feel like they're a victim of things.
1: I think a lot of people don't realize they have so much fear, but they're worried a lot. And they don't get that worry is the same as fear. You know, yeah, people right. think I don't have fear, but I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about this and that and the other, which is fear.
0: Yeah, anxiety about the future yeah. or catastrophic thinking—we right. call it. Not one thing in this world is true. Now that's a pretty strong statement.
1: Yeah, how would you say that? That line, I think, is difficult to swallow.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you explain that?
0: So yeah, like how do you say that chair is not true?
1: Yeah. Or so, that
0: that carpet is not true
1: how do you explain that Marcus
0: yeah well it's it's because we're seeing it through the filter of partial vision you know it's not seeing the wholeness of it it's not seeing the interconnectedness of life and therefore we're seeing it divided we're seeing it separated we're seeing it cut off from um, and then we judge and, you know, we can say, well, my sister's crazy and not fair and et etc, et cetera. But that's just our own interpretation, you know, and that's why it says not one thing in this world is true because we're seeing it through our own interpretation. We're not seeing the reality of it. We're seeing the projection of our interpretation onto it. mm mm-hmm. And that that projection, or what the Course calls the world, not one thing in this world is true, because this world, defined by the Course in Miracles, is, is that which we project from our meaningless thought, or from our fear, from our imagined separation, which gave us a lot of fear, gave us fear, guilt, and anger and that's what we're seeing through a lot of the time. And then it says, well, that world that you're seeing is not true. It does not matter what the form in which it may appear. It witnesses but to your own illusions of yourself. Let us not be deceived today. We are the sons of God. There is no fear in us, for we are each a part of love itself. So, see, like, you're either with the love or you're with the fear. So you're either with the, the self God created or you're with the self you made up, which has a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. You only got two choices here. And then it says, there is no fear in us, for we are each a part of love itself. So our true identity doesn't have fear. Mm. So that's why the lesson says fear is not justified in any form, because only what is your true identity is just. Mm. You can only justify your true identity because that's consistent with what God created if you're inconsistent with what God created, then you're going to use fear and you're going to try to justify it, but it's not justifiable because it's not real. It's not God created. And then when it's, then you can say, well, let us not be deceived today. We are the sons of God. Well, if we have really got that point, then we can say, there is no fear in us, for we are each a part of love itself. Sons of God means you're totally realized in this self-identity, and the self-identity is love. Love which created me as what I am. That was a lesson we just had. Love which created me as what I am. 229. Then 67, 67, um, something like uh, love created me like itself well who are you you are as God created you well what is that well God being love is also happiness and that is who you are who you really are is in a state of pure joy
1: Mm.
0: so if you're not in a state of pure joy you're fooling yourself thinking you're somebody else Mm. and then that engenders fear And then this says fear is not justified in any form because you're not being who you are as God created you. And that's not justifiable. That's just an illusion you project.
1: Hmm.
0: How foolish are our fears, it says, with an exclamation point. How foolish are our fears. Would you allow your son to suffer? Talking to God now. Would you allow your son to suffer? Well, okay, so this is a good point. This question is a good point. This
1: question. Would, would
0: you allow your son to suffer? Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people say, well, why does God allow suffering?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and recently my sister got into that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on the outs with God because he didn't save my husband. And why does God allow so much suffering? And da-da-da-da-da. But, Is that kind of a person ever going to ask themselves, what is it in me that I'm causing myself to suffer? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What misperception in me is causing myself to suffer? Mm -hmm. Because we can all do that because we have free will. God says, well, you can think whatever you want to think. You have free will to think whatever you want to think. That's because I cr- created you like myself. There's freedom, there's free will. You can think whatever you want to think. You rule your mind. Well, if you're thinking attack thoughts, if you're thinking uh, grievances, if you're thinking, oh, so-and-so is bad, so-and-so is you know, a narcissist, Uh, they did this to me, and I never want to see them again, blah, 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 blah. And that's the kind of mind you're living in all the time. Well, then that's based on fear. It's based on attack. It's based on vengeance. And there's going to be consequences to thinking those thoughts. (sighs) And you're going to suffer thinking Mm. those thoughts. And then you're going to blame God and say, well, why does God allow suffering? And without ever seeing that you're doing the suffering to yourself, you're causing yourself to suffer with the nature of your thoughts. Mm. So you're not taking responsibility. You're blaming God for, quote-unquote, allowing suffering to happen without seeing that you're causing your own suffering. Yeah. And this is a really good point. It's a big point, because a lot of people are stuck on that. Yeah, they, they,
1: they, they think their suffering is due to something outside of themselves. Yeah, That's and, where everyone's stuck.
0: And then they blame God for not alleviating their suffering. Mm-hmm. Well, if God could do this and that and create a universe, why can't he eliminate my cancer? Well, because you're still thinking the thoughts that caused your cancer mm-hmm. and you're not willing to give them up. And, and that is your free will, doing that. God gives you free will to kill yourself. Yeah. We've got to get this, you guys. This is a very important point. And this says, fear is not justified in any form. Well, fear leads to guilt, fear leads to anger, and fear leads to sickness, and eventually fear leads to death. And we're responsible for killing ourselves. Mm. And everybody does it and doesn't want to take responsibility. Oh, let the doctor fix it. And then when the doctor doesn't fix it, then why does God allow all this suffering?
1: Mm.
0: You know, it's typical of the ego's thought system. How foolish are our fears. Would you allow your son to suffer? Now asking God, would you allow yourself to suffer? Your son to suffer? Absolutely not. Give us faith today to recognize your son and set him free. Let us forgive him in your name that we may understand his holiness and feel the love for him which is your own as well. So, I mean, we have to love people that don't see all this that we're talking about. And they're angry, and they're self-righteous. And they don't want to look at the inner self that's causing their own suffering. You know, later on it says, um, I let me not fear to look within today. Mm-hmm. Most people are terrified to look inside themselves. They don't, they don't want to see what is the cause of their you know, trouble. The cause of their trouble is inside themselves, mm. just as the cause of their liberation is inside themselves too. So this is a good lesson. Fear is not justified yeah. in any form. And this is the last one uh, in this section called What is Salvation? 231 yeah. to 240, and this this completes it. Fear is not justified yeah. in any form.
1: The only thing I want to add in closing is that, you know, we've been saying death is the stronghold of all fear. Yeah. And I really believe that because, you know, since we had this death in the family, I had more fear than usual. Yeah. So I think that that is true. Death is a stronghold of all fear, and we all think death is inevitable, therefore we're always scared.
0: Yeah, right. So when's, when's, when you
1: pull out the death urge, yeah, then your fear dissolves. So mm-hmm. people need to realize that. They need to understand how holding on to the thought death is inevitable just creates you in a constant fear you might die any moment you might be struck down, you or, might get a or illness. Or get a sickness, or, you, or yeah. you might have an accident, you might have something that causes your death, and that you're not in charge of that. So then you're always afraid. So that's the thing I wanted to point out. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: okay. fear, fear
0: is definitely a habit we have to break. Just okay. like death is a habit. Right. <laughs> I mean, Leonard Orr wrote a book called Breaking the Death Habit. Mm-hmm. He didn't break it himself, but at least he wrote some good <laughs> things about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it was a good idea.
0: Yeah. So. Okay, you guys. All right, you guys. We're. Gonna, gonna work. Yeah. God bless you all.